So last week I had the opportunity to participate on the STEM Media uh, Summit. And this was a virtual conference that happened across three days. And the speakers that were on this thing were just magnificent. And if you are listening to this, I would encourage you to go to STEM Media. You can go on Instagram, find them. You can go on uh, LinkedIn as well. And they may still have some of these presentations available. So one person that really stood out to me, uh, again, all of them were great, but the one item that stood out to me was a presentation by Carl Reed. Now he's the executive director for NSBE, the National Society of Black Engineers. And in his, in his presentation, out of all the things he was talking about, he hit on one point, which was getting outside of your identity group. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, so here I like to keep it real. I like to say, hey, I don't over edit this thing. And I just, you know, I listened to the intro again as I was putting, you know, about to move on to the actual episode itself. And I did not do a great job of giving STEM Media the credit that they deserve. And so if you go to STEM Media uh, on YouTube and it's just STEM Media, not an extra M, just S-T-E-M-E-D-I-A, Go to YouTube, you're going to find their channel, and I just saw that they still have, and this is as of uh, November 22nd, the presentations are still available for all the speakers that uh, were present during this uh, STEM uh, Success Summit. And again, it was an incredible event. If you miss it this year, you definitely have to keep an eye out, start following STEM Media so that you can uh, find out when they're going to do it again. And it was their first time, but it was a big success. And the other part that I did not do a very good job was in giving doc- Dr. Carl Reed his appropriate uh, new uh, intro, right? Uh, again, he is the uh, director at Nesby, and the name of the presentation that he gave was Working Smarter, Not Just Harder, Sensible Strategies for Succeeding, and it's available on YouTube along with a whole bunch of other presentations. And look, just so you get an idea of why the impression was left on me, this particular event also had I mean, it, it had uh, speakers of different ethnic backgrounds. You had uh, you had some uh, Native American uh, Native American speaker. You had Latino speakers. You had African American speakers. We had uh, it, you know someone from India. Like, I mean, the lineup of folks that were on this uh, summit was of a variety of that I haven't seen before. Right. And so, again, I hope that's a better representation of just how awesome the STEM Media Success Summit was. I even uh, I stay connected. I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this thing goes. Um, they have a T-shirt that's out that, that that's awesome. It uh, says, this is what STEM looks like. I got three shirts coming my way uh, for big kid size for myself. And then I got a couple for my two kids. And uh, just another way of supporting. So I'll try and put, uh, look, I'm, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, uh, some links uh, to Dr. Carl Reed's presentation, as well as to STEM Media, as well as to where you can purchase your own T-shirt. So it's, a, it's okay. So, so in his presentation, now let's move on to the topic. Right? So in his presentation, he had one point that he made, again, amongst others, was around getting outside of your identity group. 
And so to start, what is an identity group? Well, this is a group, the group that you identify with. And it's, uh, and the way I took the term and the way I've seen it, seen it used is when you associate with uh, people that you only with people that you identify. Well, first of all, let me back up. But in describing identity group, it's just that the group that you identify with. So, right. I'm, you know, Hispanic, Latino. So when I was in school and in college, I got with Mayas and I was Latino as an engineer in science. And I'm involved with SHIP now, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. And you have NSBE, the National Society of Black Engineers. And you have uh, SWE, the Society of Women Engineers. And then if you look inside professional ranks, you're going to have ERGs. And I did a whole episode on why ERGs are important. But again, those are identity kind of focused. Well, I wouldn't say just identity focused, but they do have an identity to them, right? And presumably uh, that it, it's a place where you are comfortable. And so, so right, so I had, you know, that presentation with Dr. Carl Reed in the back of my head. And then, you know, fast forward into, into this week. And so here at work as part of an inclusion and diversity, you know, initiative or everyone kind of has a plan, everyone has things that they're working on, like one of my, my boss's boss, actually, like he had a great idea and he said, look, I want to get a group together, a diverse group, and I want us to have kind of a, you know, like a, a brown bag lunch or just like a lunch and learn or, you know, a lunch meeting, uh, but it wasn't work related. And so what we're doing in these in these lunch meetings is that we are getting together periodically and we're discussing the book titled uh, Lean In, right, by Sheryl Sandberg. She's the uh, CFO for um, for Facebook. And, and this book is about, you know, about women and the struggles that women have. And she shares her story. And so one of the people that we were in there, one of my coworkers that is is part of this group, um, I think someone that first, you know, the, 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 one of the first gatherings is we've only gotten together a, a couple of times. And in one of those, in, in one of those gatherings, I, I mentioned that I was involved with goal, right. And then I was involved with ship and then, you know, and an internal program called FLA. And I can't remember exactly the context, but it's still, I, you know, like I'm always am, I'm promoting the things that I'm involved in because I think they're important and they're passionate. And so, Later, this coworker, <clears throat> excuse me, this coworker says, "Hey, can we? Uh, you know, I heard you were involved in these ERGs, and I kind of just want to have a discussion with you." And actually, this was several weeks ago. This was actually before STEM Media Success Summit. And I was like, "Yeah, sure. You know, schedule. We'll schedule a meeting, and we'll get together." And we didn't want to rush the conversation at the time, and and so we scheduled a meeting. And that meeting happened this past week, right? Which is why it's fresh and. And so the real uh, essence of the questions that she had, and look, I, uh, and I appreciate the, you know, this coworker bringing them up because it could have been a difficult conversation, but she was just wondering, hey, what, what is the need or why do I, you know, support um, the ERGs? And not in a bad way. It was just, it was literally coming from, hey, you know, she, uh, you know, had, has been working here for a while. She knew about WIN, which is the Women Interest Network. She really hasn't gotten involved in the past, but now she's interested in figuring out, you know, getting involved and so on. She's been around for a while. And and she was just asking, like, well, what about, you know, how do we, uh, you know, how do you um, reconcile, you know, this conversations about inclusion and diversity, but then we're also promoting these groups that have this, uh, you know, separate identity, perhaps, and what, what exactly, why do you get involved in so on? So, 
very long-winded way to say, hey, so in the back of my head, and of course, when she asked me this, of course, then I'm thinking about, you know, Dr. Carl Reed's presentation. And then I said, okay, so where, you know, where are my thoughts and where's, you know, uh, what, what are my, what are my opinions and are those worth sharing? And look, and part of this is just, again, I keep saying this is one person's opinion. Your job is to hear it and then to go out and try and find other people and talk about the subject and develop your own, right? Cause everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have a different experience and so on. So behind the scenes, Dr. Carl Reed was doing his presentation when he was doing it. I'm blowing up the Slack channel saying, man, that's awesome. I haven't heard a lot of people say that, especially uh, in, in high leadership ranks when it comes to some of these groups, right? Like I've been and seen leadership in, in some of the groups that I'm involved where they do uh, very much talk about the identity group, right? And the Latino, in my case, the Latino a portion and, and why it's important and, and maybe sometimes miss the opportunity to talk about synergies with other groups or why you should get outside of that. So when I heard him say that and seeing the position, I was like, man, that's awesome. It's amazing that he took the time to, I mean, he's, he's a big proponent for Nesby, but still is sitting there telling his entire membership that you need to get outside of your identity group. And so I agree with him and, and so on. So <clears throat> So let me get back on track. I feel like I'm just kind of going a little bit in circles there. Hey, that's what happens. But so what did I want to share? First and foremost, obviously, if you haven't figured this out by now, I am a huge proponent of getting outside of the identity group, right? Like, and I will, if you're, if you're a ship member or a MIAS member, and if we've talked and it's never come out, uh, just know that that's, that's, that's where I fall. And so when I was talking to this coworker too, I said, look, when I first got involved with Myas, and then even and then continued with my involvement with SHIP, when I first got involved, I will fully, fully, fully admit that it was because it was for selfish reasons. It was out of comfort. It was I was I was out of my element. I was going back to school to be an engineer. Yes, it was in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, it was in a place where the population is predominantly Hispanic. But even within in the engineering ranks, it was still awkward and there was still, you know, I finally found this pocket of students that were like me, had some language similarities, listened to the same kind of music. It was awesome. And so I lined up with them as a security blanket and through that, of course, started to get involved and really started to benefit and really started to see the professional development aspects of it and so on. But I will admit when I was in college, I did start to see that that I had my passions, even within these groups, fell more to one side than the other. What am I trying to talk about? Typically, and it's not this isn't it's not only two divisions, but typically, in say a, a you know a, with my with the Mayas group that I was at San Antonio College, and we had two things that we were trying to do. One was to get people to the national. Uh, conferences and get people professionally developed and help them get internships and help them get into, you know, transferring to UTSA. So there was that whole develop as a professional. And then there was the other side, the cultural awareness and participating in Hispanic Heritage Month. We were get some, you know, professionals that would come talk to us and talk about, hey, you know, the struggle of the Latino and how we have to speak up. And there was a lot of activism. I say a lot of activism, but there was more of an element of cultural awareness and activism. And to be completely honest, living in San Antonio, when you're surrounded by a bunch of Hispanics 
uh, and, and I had at that stage hadn't personally felt uh, or hadn't been directly affected by any of these struggles, right? It was not where my passion kind of went. But when it came to, hey, let me help someone, you know, figure out how to do engineering and let me help someone get to that conference, like that was where my where my passion was at. Um, so then fast forward, right? I get to Baton Rouge and I've shared this in other episodes. I get to Baton Rouge. I am pulled away from this big predominant Latino community one that even at the time, like hindsight, like I had no appreciation, right? Like it was, I took it for granted. And then I go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and that first year was a struggle. And it was the whole, yeah, getting the family adjusted, brand new job, learning how to be a professional, all that normal stuff. But yes, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, I'm the only Latino in my hallway, in my group. This feels kind of different. And then I started hearing about Goal as an ERG within ExxonMobil, the global organization for the advancement of Latinos. I knew I had to buy, you know, by my second year, I started getting involved with the recruiting. So I knew there was like an active push. We were trying to get more Latinos into Baton Rouge. And I was like, man, look, I, I'm, again, for selfish reasons, because I wanted the security blanket, uh, I initially, I, I, and because I had this experience as a student, I started the club. I started a Baton Rouge Gold chapter along with the, another few. Uh, there was a handful of, uh, of, of other young professionals there that we also had participated in, in some sort of leadership at our schools. Obviously, we were all ExxonMobil employees, so we had that student leadership component to us. And we started this Gold group within Baton Rouge. And it did, and it, and it really did come from um, – wanting that security blanket, wanting to be with that identity group so that uh, I felt comfortable uh, amongst everything else that I was trying to do, right? It was, it, there was solace in, in being with uh, someone that I identified so closely with. But then sure enough, like here now, then, and here was the other part that was different. Now it was with Latinos, but it wasn't just Mexican-Americans or Tejanos, right, from tech like San Antonio. Like, that's different. I'm like, and I didn't realize that, and I wasn't really able to vocalize it until... Heck, I was 30 years old where I'm like, okay, there's such a thing. Well, I'm not necessarily, I, mean, I didn't grow up in Mexico. My parents did, but I've been in San, I was born in the United States, in Texas. I like Tejano music. I like Tex-Mex. And then I come to Baton Rouge, and yes, there's other Latinos, but they're from Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Colombia, right? Even some, you know, Cubans. And well, some are like, well, I have that background, but I'm from Miami. And it was just like, even within that, you might have commonalities of some music and rhythm and food, but it was still completely different. So even within that, when it came time to, uh, this is when I started to see, okay, there's some cultural differences even amongst the Latinos, right? I knew that. It wasn't like I was completely blind, but this is when I started to feel it, you know? And so, again, I didn't have, uh, and because what I knew and what I really enjoyed at this point was, like, starting to develop people. Like, now, you know, somewhere in there, I started to get into, okay, I'm going to be a supervisor with ExxonMobil. I want to be in a position of influence. So, I tended to lean towards, again, the professional development and, and helping people more than the cultural awareness stuff that we did. Not that I didn't value it. It's not, I totally think that it's important. I'm just trying to be honest about where my passion would come out. Like if you were going to get the best version of Manny and the most creative ideas, it was probably going to be with, hey, professional speaker series within the company and who do we invite and how do we, you know, do some of that soft skills training. You would get more out of me in that realm than you would of, hey, let's plan Hispanic Heritage Month. Right? 
And again, <laughs> I'm just painting a story, kind of letting you know where I'm at, right? So it's really been about more about the, there's some comfort there initially, but then it became about helping develop others, not so much to just say, hey, this has to be all about our identity or, hey, this has to be a, we need this because we all, yes, we need to stick together, but we need to help each other out. So now I want to talk about that part. Okay, so now when I say help each other out and develop, what does that mean? Look, it, one thing is to have minority recruiting, and that doesn't necessarily mean, well, I guess I, it's not the same as inclusion and diversity. I don't know if that makes sense, right? Like you have to have minority recruiting because you're wanting to get more underrepresented minorities into certain STEM fields. But overall, a company has to have a successful IND program in order for the formula to complete itself. And guess what? That formula works both ways. This is IND programs are not something that are, I'm just talking now, look, white males, you know, Bills and Johns, I'm talking to you. You need to change your way so that Manny and and some of, you know, people like him are comfortable and included. That's not the way that it works. IND means, okay, John and Manny or Bill and Manny are going to respect each other and learn to appreciate each other and figure out what each other's strengths are and work together to accomplish a goal. Right? So one of the things that can happen if if you just solely stick to your identity group and you're solely focused on, well, I'm going to do everything with my club and I'm going to do everything with my pop, you know, my brothers and sisters in ship or my brothers and sisters in Nesby or my sisters and and brothers too in SWE, right? And and, and I'm just going to stick together and it's going to be us against the world. If you do that, this is when, to me, entitlement might be starting to creep in. Where someone all of a sudden says, you know what? That's right. We've, they've ne- we've never been able to have a seat at the table. We've never been able to get promoted. So I'm going to walk into this new place. That's right. You're lucky to have me. And by the way, I deserve to get promoted. I deserve to get included. I deserve to be made a supervisor because y'all haven't let us do it before. And to me, in my opinion, that is a very dangerous way to approach stuff as a very inefficient. Uh, I don't think it's correct. And I think it's a different shade of the same problem. <laughs> no pun intended, right? So if you want to actually, yes, take advantage of your identity group, benefit from it. I did it. I realize and, and that, that it's, it, it, there's, it's a place to start, but it certainly shouldn't be where you finish only. It should supplement your overall objective, which is to get into a space, into a professional space, to get into a company or a startup or whatever, to where you are contributing to the success of an IND policy or an IND policy sounded so structural, like an IND belief, right? That says, hey, everyone should be included. We value diversity. That means everyone is including each other and the diversity is coming is valued, not just, it's not just, you know, those that haven't been here and those that have, right? It's not Bill versus Manny. No, it's Bill and Manny, right? Um, so this, in this conversation with my coworker, and that was the picture I was trying to paint, like, so the balance for me, if, if, how do I reconcile whether or not I'm work, you know, I'm balancing out 
on both ends, yes, I am going to work with a student who is totally wrapped up in the security blanket in Chef who says, man, I want to be like to me, the people that come to my mind are like, look, and I love these guys dearly is all my uh, students at UTRGV, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, all Latinos, all from the Valley. All of them are super smart. A lot of them have pressures from home to stick together and stay in the Valley and not leave and not expand and and stick with the identity group. And you you owe it to your community to stick around. Like that's the kind of pressures that that I that I see them going through. Right. And so, yes, when I go talk to them, uh, I have one objective and I'm going to value it. And I'm not going to constantly just stab at them and say, you need to get out. But I'm going to work within that group. But the balance for me is, hey, internally, it's okay. Or later on, the progression or some of these early career professionals, am I helping them? And am I talking to them about getting outside of the identity group and helping them navigate the, the corporate boardroom as it is today? And I'll be very clear about that. I, and, I, and that was important. I, I was uh, said that on purpose, the boardroom as it is today. Okay. I, I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that that's the way that it is right now. My career is going to exist in this, in this way. I, if I want to succeed and be in a position of influence to lead and to actually make decisions to, to change the way that that boardroom is right now, I have to learn how to work within it first. Okay. And so there's folks look, and I haven't been with the company that long. So there's some of y'all that are graduating right now or about to get these jobs that, you know, again, this is, you're going to have to be able to deal with the current situation. And I, and this is my opinion only that going in thinking that you are going to expect something to change or be changed for you just because you deserve it. Uh, I, I am of the opinion that that is not going to work. And in reality, that's not very inclusive. That kind of thought is not very inclusive and it doesn't have a value of uh, diversity. So my conversation again with this co and it, it was great, right? Cause she was like, well, I hadn't thought, you know, some things were, were clarified. It got my, gave me an opportunity to kind of help explain myself. I wouldn't say explain is probably the wrong word, but to share what I was thinking and where my head was at. It is a place, identity groups are a place to start. They, that is not where they should finish. If you find yourself that all of your eggs are in one basket and that you are only spending time in that group and that's the only way that you're developing, you are probably missing something. This is why I always encourage groups to, you know, find synergies and doing events together. SWE, NSBE, SHIP, you guys at your campuses should be doing stuff together. Because I'm telling you, we all have very similar struggles. And I found out about ACES last week too, right? So Dr. Twyla, uh, a, a, a uh, you know, she's Native American and, and, and she was telling her story and she was talking about the struggles of, of the indigenous people in STEM. And I'm like, man, you might as well replace, in my head, I'm like, you might as well, it, throughout the entire week, you can interchange the word African-American, you can interchange the word indigenous, and you can interchange the word Latino. And we all have very similar stor stories and struggles. As a matter of fact, you could probably throw in there, uh, you know, some, some, you know, white America that is, um, that, that, that is, um, 
what's what I'm looking for? Poor. <laughs> I can't think of what, you know any other better word, right? There is something to be said about socioeconomic levels that also rolls in uh, a ton of, uh, of white people that have some commonality in some of the same struggles, opportunities not being available because of the neighborhoods they live in. So they are not in a bucket by all, by all of, by themselves. So to me, success comes from realizing that, uh, yes, and I feel like a broken record and I'll probably wrap it up because I think you get the point by now. Identity groups are a great place to start. There's a lot of value there. I love the groups that I'm involved with that have to do with Latino stuff. Um, but my goal is to be able to be successful, contribute, and institute change under the inclusion and diversity umbrella at my work. So look, I think that's, uh, I've made my points, or at least you got enough of my opinion. Please, please, please. Follow up on the conversation. I know some of you are probably shaking your heads and that's okay. And some of you are agreeing. And if you're like, yep, this, I'm going to take it for gospel. Don't. I always, on both sides, get more opinions, follow up with me. Let's continue the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can get the up to date, uh, you know, notifications on when the episodes come. I'm continuing to get excited going into the holidays. Uh, last night I had a, uh, a meetup with one of my buddies from college, uh, Gabe Cruz, and I'm about, we'll probably, I'll probably publish that episode after this, but he's got a really great story. We'll talk about transitions. I have another friend that I'm going to be interviewing, uh, during Thanksgiving break. So next week, and that'll probably roll out sometime in, uh, you know, sometime in December after that. Uh, I got a couple of interviews that are lined up that I'm very excited about. Where we'll talk about some topics that are relevant to both uh, students and early professionals. So uh, please, I always say this is a social media platform, right? I'm not sitting here monetizing off of this. I just want the information to get out. So anytime you like, anytime you comment on the posts, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, or on Facebook, that goes a very long way in uh, making them algorithms show uh, the posts and people start uh, talking about the uh, the podcast or you're getting the information. If, and I'll say it again, you're about, we're about to break for, for winter semester if it's not already over for some people. And some of your membership is getting updates from you during meetings um, or, through, or, or through the Instagram page. And, you know, ask those folks to follow me directly, right? That way I can, not only can they get content directly from me, but it's also cool to kind of see what's going on with your membership. And whenever they get involved, I can comment and interact and even start some other, you know, coaching and mentorship uh, relationships uh, that way. Because guess what? Some of y'all don't even know y'all need help. Or you do, but just, you know, won't step up. And if I see some of y'all struggling through some of your posts because you guys are very honest, I will comment and say, hey, let's talk. So, again, appreciate you guys listening to this. Please continue to do so. And I look forward to our next conversation.